If you can hear this, you're in the right place. I'm Warren Martinick, and this is the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. Well, most of them anyway. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. I'd like you all to close your eyes. Take a breath in, over the count of three. One, two, three. And exhale over the same count. One, two, three. You should all feel relaxed, energized, and one with the surfboard. It's Norin Rad. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> I and, I, and I did that because when Simone posted his silver, Simone Bianchi. Yes, did some Silver Surfer work that he'd done the other day, and you, <laughs> it was shared into group. And someone immediately commented, "Clean up on aisle nine." <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest laugh. That's the biggest laugh I've had all week. But then That's you posted funny. something worth saying about how Simone does the uh, surfer as if he's one with the surfboard, yeah. like as a fluid yeah. thing, and it just made me think of that. <laughs> very zen. Very zen. It, of very zen. Which reminds me, which reminds me, I've got a joke for you. Buddha goes up to a hot dog vendor and says, make me one with everything. Wow. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard it. No, yeah. it's super edgy. Right, yeah. right, okay. All right. Controversial, though. You sure you, why'd you put that on the show? I mean, that's going to cause an uprise. That's a little Tough much. Crowd. Tough crowd. Yeah. That's all I've got to say. Anyway, hello, everybody. We have actually got people here with us, um, literally, as well as um, uh, listening to the episode once it's actually out. Um, hope you're all well. Hope you're happy. Hope you're safe and um, handling the madness of the moment. Um, so this week, we've got um, we've got someone very, very special to us um, here in the Marvel, uh, Marvel <laughs> Cards Fan Collective. And I think I can hear his family in the background there. Can um, you? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, Rick, or, or, is it Ortiz? Or Ortiz. Ortiz, yeah. Uh, Rick is with us. Hello, Rick. How are you? How are you? How are you, gentlemen? Everybody good? <laughs> good, brother. We're all good. We're all good. I'm, I, there's so many people in our in our wonderful community, and I was like, you know, I'm, I want I want more than to come on and tell us about their amazing kind of collections and things. And I thought, you know, Rick was on that shortlist very quickly. Um, yes. And, yeah for reasons that uh, will become apparent. But um, I can hear your, your is, is it a daughter you've got? Baby girl, yeah. Baby girl. Was it four months, is she now? She's going on six. Oh, my goodness. So cute. Yeah, time flies. Time flies. That's crazy to me, man. Time yeah. flies. Well, congratulations. Is she your she first? Second. Oh. Wow. I've got one that's 25, so big difference. Hang on a minute. You look barely 26 <laughs> yourself. So <laughs> I wish I felt that way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, we, we, we had one, and my, and my wife was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> oh, my wife is uh, three more. Oh, yeah. okay. Really? Wow. Yeah, she wants what more. Wants them now, too, so. 
Okay, well, but, uh, this could be the first and last episode about your card collection. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that intro that, that I did, uh, laboured as it was, was uh, will probably equally apply to you, sir, because you're a very similar taste to my to my my uh, gorgeous co-host Norris. Let's not bring that stuff up. I don't want people to know this kind of stuff. Okay? I mean, I mean, there's plenty of times I'm sitting around like. What, Norton's the only surfer collector around here? That's what I heard. I, I don't know I, about... I'm, I'm just pushed off to the side over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what he that's what he tried yeah. that's what he tried to do. So actually, yeah. Noren, this is this is a, this is a sandbagging. We thought we'd. Uh, we... <laughs> no, don't don't. You guys don't worry about Rick. He's fine on his own. If you have surfers, just come to me. He doesn't he doesn't need any of that stuff. He's okay. He, he's busy. Oh my goodness, man. Rick sense. actually. So Rick, Rick is my uh, silver surfer brother from another mother Definitely. type of deal. Um, Rick and I have exactly the same taste when it comes to surfers. There is. Two other surfer collectors, one who's a good friend of ours, Jordan, who has quite a collection. Um, and I, the other guy is a black hole collector. So I have his email, but he hasn't responded. That's actually a true story. I did email him. I don't know if I really? told you that, Rick. <laughs> so, <laughs> someone gave me his email and I was like, all right, let's hit him up. <laughs> no response yet. So I'll, I'll give you guys an update when that happens. But Rick and I do have the same, very similar taste in aesthetics for sketch cards actually i think so i think like almost really close actually. definitely definitely yeah. i mean, I, yeah. I definitely love the vintage stuff throwback you know yeah i mean those are my favorite cards actually for surfer would be vintage vintage, really? vintage. yeah oh wow sick yeah when you say vintage, what kind? What kind of? Well, so when about? we talk about the sketch cards, I mean, I mean, I mean, a lot of the masterpieces really hit it. They not the the top ones, the top ones that you can't find. Those were yeah, great. the ones that are hidden. Yeah. <laughs> so for everyone out there, um, probably the highlight of sketch cards was probably during the Marvel Masterpiece 07, 08 series. Uh, which Ian and I have talked about on the show quite frequently. Um, those sketches were pretty much like those are like that's like golden age of sketch cards. You know what I mean? There were such a, a range of of artists, such a range of styles that, and most of them weren't even color, right, Rick? Most of them sometimes yeah, were black and white. Yeah, just ink. But I mean, they were just amazing. Ian knows this too. Ian, you have a great collection of some black cats that yeah, are that's pretty cool ones. Yeah. Yeah, that are just ink, really, right? On the Marvel Masterpiece stock? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel uh, Masterpiece. Ian has some crazy good pieces too. Rick has really beautiful pieces. Um Rick's collection is is very, very well uh curated, I would say. Thank you. Um, and no, it is. It's, it's always been. Um, I, as listeners know, I'm mostly a guy. I'm very, I'm very picky. Not, not to any artist's fault or anything like that. Just subjectively, I'm extremely picky. I've always mm -hmm. been that way. But Rick and I, Rick, I used to say a funny story. Rick is the guy I always go to if I'm like. So Surfer does not come up. Not to make this an episode about him all the time. But man. When one does come up, I have to look at Rick like, Rick, man, I kind of want it. I kind of want it. I want it real bad. Rick has to be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> is, is it forever? Is that for another piece? Is it forever? Is that going to fit your collection, Nord? Do you want to think about this? <laughs> like he's talking to me off a ledge. He's the one I go to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm, I'm very much the same way. It could be one little thing and it's like, uh... 
And like you said, it's not to slight any artist or anything like that. It's just no. you know. Yeah. Of course you you know you know you gotta take in the hand also drawing on these little sketch cards aren't isn't I gonna catch every little thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's almost impossible to catch every little yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean we've had this conversation before, Norin, where we've said, Okay, you've got to if 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 you look at your collection, you've got to think about okay, those are the ones that go with me to the grave. Those are the ones that are kind of in the middle, and those are the ones that can go. And the 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 differences are a, a, a nothing to do with the artist most of the time. They're about your subjective interpretation of how that character is is viewed. So you know, I've talked about you know me with black cat. I have my little peccadillos that are absolutely no nos, and then from there on, it just becomes a, a very small thing. It's like no, the character doesn't. I can't see the character that I know in that image for whatever reason, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think the ultimate, that's where it's come to, but you know, you'll immediately put it up, um, for sale or for trade and someone else will see it and it'll be like, it'll be their, um, absolute Nirvana. So, grail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's what's happening with me too. I've gotten surfers that are not going anywhere. Yeah. Just, and you know, might not be other person's cup of tea. Like, um, the Richard Cox surfer I have where the surfer ha- where the Galactus chest is behind him and stuff. I saw that card on deviant art years ago when I was collecting and I hit up an eBay collector and who I saw him post some sketch cards. And I've never spoken to him or her. And I was kind of like, Hey, you have any surfers? And man, he showed me a picture of his dining room coffee table or whatever in his living room. And there it was oh, just off to the side hidden. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. And I was just like, I'll take it um and it just really lucky but i had seen that card on deviant art which a lot i'm sure a lot of collectors here have too um looking at sketch cards on google images and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff wanting to find these pieces but yeah it, it very much actually you know ian's gone through that recently too and I think Rick's going through that as well. I've, I've, I've just trimmed back. But you guys are both in the process of now looking at your collection and being like, what am I going to keep? I'm what do I want to trim? I'm doing it now, actually. And I'm just realizing how many I've got by some artists. It's um, it's great. It's mainly the Spider-Man archives. It's, it's like paint because I've bind of mine currently um mm-hmm. but i've just done a little count actually i've probably got about 25 marvel masterpieces about eight from 07 about same again from 08 the first set and then about 11 from the second set in 08 amazing uh, that is amazing. Could, that's a crazy good collection well it, well it is but i came into it late that's the thing you know i kind of picked up what was because they went quickly you know, once that, you know, I came into sketches and that set had already broken, you know, the mm. way the first wave had already crested and, you know, the second one was coming in um, to, to, to use a rather dodgy surfing um, metaphor. But um, so I just kind of picked up what I could, but I was kind of working back up. So I'm looking at them now and I'll probably there's at least five or six I could, you know, that now that I would happily just say, okay, no, that doesn't sit with my collection. And then, mm. you know, but there's not many in between. It's, it's very much on the spec on the extreme ends. It's either a definite yes or a definite no, uh, not many in between. And when I get into the colored written house ones, it's a bit more difficult to make that uh, judgment, uh, distinction, that decision. More shades of gray. Um, so Rick, surfer's not your only guy though, is he? So I focus on uh, Silver silver Surfer, Hulk, and Thanos. So I used to collect everything. I used to be all over the place, and it just boiled down to I can't have all of this. You know, 
and I'm very as you guys you know you guys have seen my stuff so I, I gotta hang everything on the wall also so I have a you know limited space I think I've got uh, five cases so that holds maybe 300 300 cards 400 tops I was up to 400 plus well, at the beginning of the year I was nearing 500 now I'm down to about 400 I'd like to get down to 300 probably and this wow, is this piece. is sketch cards we're talking it's about, only yeah. sketch cards right I only collect sketch cards that's it okay Cool. How long and have I, you been at it? Yeah, I started late. I started in 2010. That was Marvel Beginnings. Okay. So I, I missed out on all the masterpieces. Luckily, I was I, I was still around enough to where stuff was floating around, and I yeah. did pick up stuff. You know, I mean, I think like most collectors, though. I mean, at least for me, I, I, when I, I had in, since I was new, I didn't. I didn't. My first thing was, oh no, there's no way I'm paying 100 dollars for a sketch card. <laughs> there's this one card specifically that i remember sitting there and it was a hulk and and i love it to this day it's still badass and and i was i sat there watching the auction like oh my god 150 dollars no way and i sat there and watched it and for 250 today i would pay 600 dollars if i could get it you know easy you know it happens breaks breaks my heart man that is that is the story most of our listeners yeah of course for sure Complete relatability too for sure yeah that's... Well, well, who was it by? Who did it? Chung. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty great Hulk. I mean, I got one. I did I didn't pick a one, but it's not that one, you know. Mm. Yeah, isn't that isn't that the, isn't that the yeah. thing, man? It's not that one. But it's the one that got away, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I've got I've got five of them. I've got five of them on my list. Oh, know? really? There's another one that was a great Planet Hulk. Same, same, same. Around the same time, and it, was, and it sold for two hundred dollars. And it was just it was just a great Planet Hulk. But do you have images of them? <laughs> So sadly, I had I had a hard drive. And my brother had it, and it was stolen, and that's oh, gone. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny. I mean, obviously, you know, we do talk about sketch cards a lot, and you know, there are collectors who don't touch sketch cards at all. You know, there are people in the group who don't touch sketch cards at all. But you're very much on the sketch card spectrum. Um, and I remember you actually shaped quite a lot of the way our group. Marvel card collectors worldwide kind of happens. I don't think you intended to, but you've been quietly influential in in how people kind of have started sharing collections we otherwise wouldn't see. Um, you know what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the um, hashtag pass the baton. So before that was even mentioned, you were kind of posting a sketch every day, kind of. Yes. About three months. So tell us, tell us what happened. What, 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 what so basically, yeah, I, I didn't see too much sharing going on or anything, and I just kind of took it upon myself. Let me just start posting, you know, my little collection over here, and that's all it really was. That's all it really was. It was just me kind of being me and <laughs> brightening up a little. Here's a little post, you know. I just to add a little that, something to the to the group. And so it was kind of every day for. That's awesome. Easily three months. Yeah, because, easily. Yeah. Because um, so I'm in the UK, so I'd see you posting at maybe eight nine a.m. here, which meant for you it would have been about three four in the morning, um, which I think fits in with 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 the the job that that you were doing at, at the time. I'm assuming you're not doing it at the moment because of the yeah. shutdown, um, which meant that you're up early for it. And I was like, I was like, wow, this is this is pretty good. And then all of a sudden he was like. I've got to take a break. <laughs> you know what That's happened? 
I, I felt, you know what, my 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 collection can't sustain can't sustain all these days. <laughs> let me buy let me buy out Graystreet. Let me go out. Let me go out like Seinfeld. <laughs> and, then, and that's why that's why that took place. Yeah, I, I, you know, if I got four hundred cards, you talk talk about I can only do this for a year, and, and I want to do it for a couple of years. I, yeah, well, it's funny because that's why I didn't post every day because I was yeah. kind of like. Everyone's going to see Surfer all the time. I got, I got, I got yes, got, right, right. Well, yeah. But yeah, what's funny though is that Rick started it, right? Rick is the reason we have this really great, really one of the main reasons for this community sharing sketch cards, right? And then Fenwick, who is just, you Took know, it to another level. Took it to another well, level. It's kind, of, it's kind of the other end of the spectrum. So basically, we've we've yeah. missed out the middle. We've gone from the very beginning of the um, yeah. <laughs> inception, if you like, and then we've gone to college student at the other end. So let's <laughs> let's let's just talk about the middle bit. So so the next part is so Rick Rick's like oh I'm going to take a break. So I I posted um, I thought yeah I'll post a couple and a few other people decided to jump in as well. I can't remember exactly who they were, but it, I don't think it was Fen uh, Fenwick at this point because um, he was fairly new to the group at that stage yeah, I think. he was fairly new in the group yeah. um and it, it kind of organically happened that our first kind of group hashtag started because someone used the expression okay well you know i'm going to pass the baton to someone else now as in yeah. you know someone else can take over um we're gonna have have it shared so that someone else t- passes that baton if you like of sharing the cards every day right and then um so that's kind of how that started. And people would, you know, just take it in turns, you know, hashtag pass the baton and they'd post one sketch. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Rick came back in and joined into that. And we had you know, maybe about three or four sketches a day going on. And then very, very occasionally there'd be something whereby there'd be a character day that would just kind of start out of nowhere. And then loads of people would share. Um, we even had an artist one. You remember we did Perna Day, which yes. we did an episode yeah. about. Yeah. It was really um, fun because like they came up so organically. Like people yeah, would right. see one sketch card, they all right, I got a Perna too. But and then the it was just like, cool. it just kind of yeah. happened of its own. It was just like cascading uh, all this kind of stuff. It was really fun. Yeah. Well, now it's it's, more, it's not so much cascaded. It's now kind of fire hosed all over the place in in a good way. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But um, but yeah, now it's become something else. Um, and some of these vast collections that that no one sees. Yeah. Completely out of the blue, cards are popping Aren't up that checked. are great. nowhere. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome uh, because now we kind of here's the thing, right? And. There are a couple of reasons why, and this is this is a little topic we've been wanting to discuss on the show for a while, on why people wouldn't want to show a sketch card, right? Um, one, you have people who are like, oh, I really like that sketch card. I'm going to get this artist to redo it. You know what I mean? Or, you know, copy it or whatever the case may be, which we've seen rare, very rare occasions of that, right? Or two, someone knows you had it, there was a trade in progress, and they, you know, now have something that they want from you which yeah. causes problems. Luckily for the group, though, that kind of hasn't really happened. You know what I mean? It's really just been a very nice thing where it's like, hey, here's what we can offer. Here's like fun things to take a look at. You know what I mean? Because, you know, if you follow other groups and other things, like you follow people who collect comic books, right? There's no shame in posting a grade or a comic book you have, right? You can put that in display. When you have statues, you can show a statue. No big deal, right? Right. 
when you show sketch cards, it gets very tricky. Well, you know, because they are one item. Yeah. It's a one of one item, yeah. right? But it's been absolutely phenomenal to see this kind of natural progression of this building of like, here are all these pieces that have come out of collector's corners that kind of just stay hidden otherwise. Yeah. 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 Uh, literally hidden as well. So, yeah. so Rick, yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Seriously, you know, uh, hats off to you. I don't know if you in- if you intended to light the fire that sparks the flame course, or whatever the expression not, is, but um, <laughs> but uh, you're a trendsetter is basically That's what I'm great. trying to say here. I mean, uh, fun, it's a fun hobby. I mean, on all aspects, though, you know, definitely not to leave our regular cards, you know, um, trading cards and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, just so happens I focus on the sketch cards. So it's yeah. uh, even when I speak in a group, a lot of times I'm saying sketch, sketch, sketch this, and my, meanwhile I'm not think. It's just my my thought process is thinking sketch cards, but I'm thinking about all the cards. You know, everything. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very sketch card around. heavy too, actually. Yeah. Ian, so are you very sketch card heavy? Because your collection is crazy. But I never. You don't. You talk more about sets than you do sketches. Yeah, I um, I kind of well sketches I reserve just for one character. So it's kind of like, um, but I'm very much. Sorry, I'm just trying to sleeve this this card that I was we were talking about before we started recording. Um, I kind of yeah, I do sets. Um, I do a lot of different things. I'm kind of the, one of the frustrating things about me as a collector is that I don't I don't seem to be able to finish anything <laughs> because I'm constantly chasing little bits of of lots of stuff. So I've got loads of sets that are in in the progress of doing stuff, and I kind of lose track on it. So I mm. just kind of go to what I remember. But not not necessarily. I don't, you know, I don't have any structure to it. I just go to what I remember at any particular moment. It's like, ah, okay, I've seen that. I think I need that. Um, I'll go for it. So I'm quite reactive in that way, which I think you're not knowing. You like to plan and you like to. I definitely plan. I actually just got something recently, which we'll share later that Rick will enjoy. Not a sketch, but Rick Rick will enjoy regardless because Rick actually knows a lot about sets as well. Um, But. Yeah, I always find it fascinating because I can't do that. I need to, like, focus down because, well, here's the thing, too. Ian's backlog is, like, crazy, right? I mean, it's just binders and binders and binders of every set you can imagine. You know, Ian has quite a full full collection there. Um, but I, To be honest with you, I barely scratched the surface. This yeah, is, well, compared yeah, to other is, people, yeah, 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 to yeah. me, it's, yeah. like, it's it's a lot. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't, I don't do. So, Rick, what set would you collect if you had a set you could pick? If you, if you were ever interested in one, what would you go for? I mean, we're talking sketch card. I mean, what would I collect? Well, sketch cards is definitely going to be masterpieces, only because like we we discussed, a lot of the top cards are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of would stuff. I mean, inter- what's that? Would you ever be interested in doing like an artist one? <laughs> What do you mean, like, uh, well, like only, only only gonna focus go for on an artist? Base cards. <laughs> yeah, so like, if you were gonna go for like a full set of every artist on that set. I mean, for me, if we're talking, I'm only thinking Surfer at, at present. It would be Aaron Saud, who killed it with his stuff. And I've, I, I obviously I have the one card, but I've never seen another. But if you if you start looking him up, his his stuff is like comic book quality. You know, straight out, you know, his uh, first issue of Surfer, you know, it's, it's great yeah. stuff, you know, if we're talking yeah, yeah. Surfer. But obviously, you know, on a whole, I think I think Nar was fantastic on, on, on all the sets. You know, he, he did, you know, especially back then, because back then, you know, these guys didn't even know what they was doing. It was just out here yeah. hammering stuff out. 
So I think I think he killed. I mean, there's a lot. So I'm not so familiar with artists. Like I can look at stuff and I'm I could tell they're related or whatever. But I'm not gonna start yeah. naming this artist that artist. I'm very much I enjoy, I like that. I like this. I want that one. You know. Yeah. A, I'm pretty simple. Cut and dry. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the same way too because I don't remember the artist as well. Like Ian, Ian has a pretty good memory for all that stuff. But I'm I'm not the best with names either. With well, that kind of like, I can't call back, but you know what I mean? Right. I need right. to start cataloging some of these because I'm looking at a 2017 Marvel premiere Black Cat here that I've got. And I I honestly don't remember acquiring it. And yes, it's here. Um, and I can't <laughs> read the artist's signature on the back. So, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so it's that one. So I'll put it, I'll put it up on the, I'll put it up on the tasting notes. And we will, um, I'll be inundated with um, guesses, I'm sure. No, someone will know. Someone will know. Um, I think that, yeah. But I know that a lot of people, um, so a lot of people who collect primarily sketch cards actually keep their, their, their sets very well ordered. You know, I'm probably, you know, I know knowing <laughs> probably looks at me flicking through the binder pages and just shivers. Um, cause it does. You know, I, I don't know how people keep sketches and binders. That's just me though. That's just me. Yeah. I think it's nice. Weird, I well, weirdly, I I've, I've started to put more in the ultra pro, but then I immediately, I immediately felt that that's going to be interesting for me actually browsing through it. Mm, that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. so I'm not sure how that's, I just, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, kind of on the on the on the on the ledge with that one but um but what i was going on to say was a lot of collectors have their their sets organized and cataloged as in when they acquired them what the artist was how much they paid definitely you know. spreadsheets all that yeah, yeah but well i've seen people who actually put labels on the on the on the team bags that they keep the top oh. loaders or the mag cases in do you do that rick so i did that when i first had them in the penny loaders yeah and then when I started taking them up the case, I started getting careless because I, 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 I switched. When I, once I, I decided I can display them, I started putting them in the snap cases. So then I started losing track. I mean, I'm a mess. You're talking about I'm a mess. I don't know. I don't know what I pay for anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what what, what call, I mean. Uh, you know, it's, I'm lost. I used, I, used, I used to know. I used to have everything written down. What artists, like I said, it was on that hard drive. Once I lost the hard drive, it went out the window. It's like oh, it's man. like if you get a brand new phone. And the first time you scratch it, it's over. You don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is that. There is that. That's I, yeah. I mean, I've I've become very very addicted, and I'm sure I'm sure they're watching and listening to everything I say as a result. Um, in in Google Drive, I used to use Dropbox, but they they're just too expensive. But Google Drive now, I just everything I back it up, nice, like relentlessly. Um, but the beautiful thing about that is that in my Gmail account, which goes back at least ten years, since I got that email address, it's now my main one. I can look at I can look for the confirmations because most of my stuff i bought off ebay Mm. so i can actually use that as a resource and search back through yeah to find you know where i bought sketches um of course they don't show you the images those emails anymore they just show you the um they just show you the title um so if the artist isn't listed then you start having to start play guessing games (laughs) start to have some issues there um so i could probably have a go at doing so um but a lot of the artists I do actually I do actually recognise, which is good, um, because you know some of these sets, especially Spider-Man Archives, which was my big one, um, you know those artists went on to do an awful lot of work for other Rittenhouse sets. Back to what we, we were talking about. So it's now at the point whereby 
um, people are share people are doing you know like posts with thirty to forty images in one go of sketches yeah. uh, <laughs> right. ranging yeah. across multiple sets. Um, it's it's quite dizzy. I honestly I don't have time. I, no criticism, but I don't personally I don't have time to digest them all because there's just so much on the group and I I get notifications from every post that come up. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's quite a lot. But if you want to dive in, there's plenty of beautiful work being shared there. Definitely. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I, I personally I prefer to drip feed mine because i haven't got as big a collection as certainly i mean i've got a lot of black cats but it's not as many as you have rick and i know knowing your 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 collection is pretty small and um it's really well well curated yeah well thank you um yeah i probably have no more than 20 22 surfers sketch card wise just small maybe even less than that and that's it so yeah i just i just tri- it's weird i'm not so there's like multiple levels that i tend to go for i tend to go for you know a, a, a surfer from every set um but i won't i, I what i had did what i what i did in the past was i had a surfer from a set but it wasn't a surfer I like, but I picked it up anyway. But the problem was that then it's sitting in my collection. I'm like, yeah. now I have to worry about trading this or reselling yeah. it. And, you know, and I, and I liked it. It was nice. You know, it was very nice. You know, um, I actually had the brainiac idea once and I told Rick this, I was like, now I'm going to collect a surfer from, uh, from every artist from <laughs> fantastic four archive. And I was kind of like, what an idiot. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I got a bunch of them and they, they look nice too. Some of them looked really good. The Lou, the Lou Antonio we were talking about wasn't bad. It looked, you know, a lot of them looked really great actually but i was just looking at him and i was like man this is just not where i want to do this i don't want to do this headache um yeah. so you know eventually fortunately i was able to sell them and help other people with their collections like um you know with their fantastic four collection all this really great stuff so they they went to good homes you know what i mean but i just stopped doing that basically now i only get things that are either done by artists that i that i'm really into or in fact i'm also doing the other thing where i only get sketch cards from artists that you know i'm trying to have every artist who's worked on the surfer comic books sketch card um because a lot of them actually have uh rick and i know this we talk about this all the time so like some comic book creators like ron Lim has a sketch card sketchograph and he drew a surfer on it so it's kind of a really great way to collect it's a way to say like ah there's a surfer from an actual series for the surfer you know what i mean so that mm-hmm. kind of like level of stuff i try to go for as well i missed out on one card but it was just too much uh it was a ron garney who yeah. i actually really like as an artist really cool artist um and i like his surfer quite a bit but the sketch card just it, it was it, it wasn't that it was a bad sketch card it just wasn't my style at all yeah and i think i, t- I talked t- spoke to rick and ian about this i think <laughs> I don't know. Did I show you that, Ian? I don't know if you did. I can't remember now. I have to find a pick. But, yeah, it just, it just wasn't my thing, so I passed on that one. But I think that's the only one I'm missing. But, yeah, I, I, just, I just stay very small. So I know all, my, all the cards I have. I know all the artists I have. So I'm pretty up to date. But, yeah, you can't keep track. Once you go over 100 or 200 or even 50, it's over. You know what I mean? Unless you're putting yeah. that sticker on the back yeah. and writing stuff down. There's yeah. no way to really keep track. No, not at all. That's that's not the thing to do. Funny enough, I'm seeing a lot more influx of character collectors. Have you noticed that too, Ian? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of people who have started to venture into character collecting as well um, as a way to keep focus and even some character collectors who've had maybe more than one character have now decided to bail on some and just focus on the one yeah um, which is interesting um because i think i think people find people find it quite addictive and you can very quickly overspend <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, uh, experience yeah you can very very easily overspend if you if yeah. you you know if you don't um uh, focus, um, yeah. Even when you character collect, um, I mean, you can over, overspend easily on, on any on any of it, any aspect of the hobby. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, but I think I think um, I think you can I think you can easily character collect without going in sketch cards. There's there's quite oh, a definitely. lot of yeah. difficulty mm-hmm. with um, which is why you know I don't buy as many sketch cards these days. I find myself chasing more of the limited aspects of of my character in certain sets yeah and that actually takes up a lot of time and resource um especially with the way upper deck make it quite difficult to get certain combinations and you know you have to acquire quite a lot of cards to to get some of the stuff so um so that's kind of that's where my focus has been um really over the last couple of years really apart from obviously the groups and the, the podcasts so um well, but, your character uh, too has been really exclusive to EPAC achievements. Yeah, which is yeah. crazy enough. Um, which is, makes it even more difficult. Um, you know, having an EPAC achievement just means you really have to go the mile. So, but one of the things, um, I mean, do you ever see kind of a new set coming and even get tempted to go into it from a set point of view, or do you are you that laser focused, Rick, that you you know it's just going to be your sketch cards? Well, it's only sketch cards for me. Okay. okay. I have a handful of uh, trading cards, and when I get them, um, you know, they're sitting in the drawer right now. Okay. Fair so, you know, there's, there's, sometimes I see a Hulk or something. Ah, let me let me get this one. You know, it's try ten dollars. Let me try it out. But no, I'm just I'm not going to display it. Is my really my my thing. I'm like I got into sketch cards because I was looking for Marvel art. And I did a search one day, and then a sketch card popped up, and that's when it piqued my interest, and I started watching to see what's going on with this, and that's how I, I got into it. Same. That's yeah. so funny. That's exactly the same thing yeah. for me, too. You really are uncannily. No, it's weird. It's it's bizarre. It's really funny. But, yeah, I, um, I did the same thing because, you know, it's crazy, too, because, like, when you get into comic book art, comic book art is pretty big. You know what I mean? It's 11 by 17 and you have to store it flat and you have to have like a portfolio thing. It can be kind of Mm -hmm. when I first got into this, I was kind of like, oh, that's I don't have the room for that. You know, I was Mm -hmm. trying to go to a graduate degree. I was doing all this other stuff and I was like, I can't keep this stuff safe and not let, you know, heat and all this gets because I'm not, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to spend money on this and then ruin it (laughs) because that would drive me crazy. And then, you know, sketch cards, man, it's just like. Here's original art that fits into a top loader. And I've yeah. always been a card guy. Um, even when I was a kid, I loved trading cards, always. I've always dabbled in some kind of trading card here or there. So when I found out about sketch cards, I was like, ah, this is perfect. Now I can store these, keep them all safe. I'm kind of ready to go. I definitely get tempted by sets, though, for sure. Um, it definitely happens to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to buy a box of Marvel anime. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> You know Which I mean? actually, I was going to go on to talk to talk about actually. So there's a yeah. marvelous, marvelous segue. It, um, I'm really excited to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. So 
um so i was gonna, the reason i was asking um rick was whether you you know whether we could tempt you with anything um but it sounds like you're pretty you're pretty set on your course which is absolutely fine no problem with that whatsoever we've managed to um tempt norin into getting at least a set of marvel masterpieces well yeah so what happened actually that was pretty funny so i have a set now of 18 of mm18 and mm16 for a couple of reasons 16 as well i didn't know yes yeah. i don't ha- i don't have tier four i don't do tier four that's just that's too expensive yeah but i do have a set of the mm16 and i do have a set of the mm18 and i did do a master set my first one because you know i want to be part of the gang um of the preliminary art inserts for marvel masterpieces 18 only because and you've seen it rick you know they're sketches you know what I mean? Every mm-hmm. card yeah. has a sketch on it. And it's it's not an actual one-on-one sketch, but, you know, it's the thought process behind the mm-hmm. thing. And you and I have talked about this before. We love that kind of stuff, seeing the blue line and the the marker. You know what I mean? You can see the work of the, the artist in there. And I was like, you know what? This is my favorite insert. I've never seen them do this kind of insert before. I'm just going to go for it. You know, I also have something uh, else uh, which I'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, I also got the preliminary art redemption card uh, for a really good price from a good friend of ours in the group who was kind enough to sell me one. And that should be coming in the mail. And that's going to be, you know, an actual sketch from uh, Simone Bianchi. Uh, Bianchi. And um, that's kind of why I did it. I was like, you know what? This is has this kind of sketch look in the thought process, and I kind of feel really good about going for this. Yes, the sketchboards from so MCC ninety eight. So do you have those? I do have those. I don't have the full set. They are have, lovely. Well, there's multiple color variants as well, which is the bizarre yeah, thing no, about it's, it. It's ridiculous. Um, so I've got I've got a set of the black, I think, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, I think there are blue. Yeah, they're basically di- what they are. They're printed. They're, they're sketches by Mike uh, Waringo, uh, Ringo, who's I think passed away now. I think he passed away a number of years ago now. Um, but he did sketches of um, quite a few characters um, for Marvel Creators Collection '98. Um, and they went into these cards called sketchboards, and so they're printed cards, but they're of sketches, and they look. Re- I mean, they're beautiful. They're, they're really them. simply laid out. And they have He's a good texture to them. They have yeah. that canvas, that sketchboard feel to them. They're nice pieces. Yeah, they're just not. They're just really not. They're, they're quite. They're not. They're not the thickest cards, but they feel. Like, they feel like the card you would have drawn on. So they feel like yes, kind of like a sketchboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a sketchboard. And um, but of course, eighteen is the rare one that you got um, with a redemption card that's found in every one in one hundred and sixty boxes, not packs, because usually odds are by packs. So yep. one hundred and sixty boxes is quite a few packs, so that'll mm-hmm. be four figures at least. Um, and uh, it was well, signed. We have someone by, in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone. They are out there. Um, signed by Mike Waringo and Stan Lee. So. You know, I don't have that. Um, I have, I think I've shown this and talked about this before. There's a little in the set, the dealer that had them put this in there at trading card size. Yes. And so this is from back in 98. They've said what yeah. it is and, you know, that sort of thing. And it's it's from a UK dealer. Um, That's card, cool. card guys at CompuServe.com. Um, that's going back a bit. So, yeah. um, and they... Um, uh, but actually, the the card that you redeemed 
I would imagine would be worth a bit, let alone whether it's redeemed or not. Because you get a redemption card, and then you're supposed to send that in. Mm-hmm. But it's bizarre. But then on the back of each one, there's also uh, an entry form, which is the thing that cracks me up. You have to create... Yeah. So this. So it's bizarre. Is it a redemption card, or do you have to fill in and send in each one of those? Because that's what it says on the back of the card. I feel like you have to send you have to send the whole set in order to get yeah. the Stanley well, the dual here. autograph. Yeah, to win, simply collect complete the complete collect the complete set of twenty four sketchboard game cards. So they're called game cards for Marvel mm. Creators Collection ninety eight. Uh, a limited edition Spider Man. There's a hundred of them. Uh, card personally signed by Mike Waringer and Stanley. Odds of winning are one in five thousand seven hundred sixty packs. <laughs> based on obtaining the one rare sketchboard game card, card 18. Ah, so you had to have the whole set, including mm-hmm. the redemption card. Yeah. And you send all that in. That's bonkers. I love how they probably have all those sets sitting somewhere or tossed away. Yes. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> People's uh, names on them and stuff. Well, you got a little bit more room to write on than we had on that X-Force card that we talked about last week. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, we still need to find out those. No one's joined the group in the name of Wilder Coyote, by the way. Um, but there is a picture of that card on the back of the promo card. Yes. So you know what I would love to find... I love that card too. That's a great looking card. What I would love to find is so if you look at the back of the sketchographs for the MCC 98, that's actually the outline of the surfer. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you ever look at it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I've always looked at that because I love that set. This is the this is the thing, Norin. You've you've got a different microphone now, not that headphone one. So whenever you yeah. go away from your microphone now, it does actually get quieter. <laughs> does it really get quieter? Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's one of the downsides about having a fixed position mic as opposed to a headphone mic. <laughs> well, I like you can hear my breathing because I felt like I was a heavy breather, so you could hear me. Anyway, so here is I'd enjoy here's that. that. I'd enjoy that. So that's what the sketch is. Oh, that surf- surfer. Yeah, so you can see the board at the bottom. Okay. Well, I'll pop a picture. We will pop a picture of this on the tasting notes, folks. Just, but um, I've always want to find where that drawing is. <laughs> I knew that's what you was going to say. <laughs> and, and, and Rick, Rick will be like, Rick will be like, and here I have it on my wall, the original. Yeah. <laughs> here it is. Yeah. Yeah. While he's talking, I'm like, oh, we're going to fight for that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It'll be pistols at dawn. <laughs> We're gonna fight for that one. <laughs> I love it. Oh gosh, yeah, I want to find it. I want to find it because there has to be some kind. That'd of That'd be amazing. That's epic. I mean, that's that's some real history right there to have that. I know. I'm sure I it's out there. Somebody, some you know, some creator, whoever was, somebody's got it. Someone's got somewhere. it. Who doesn't realize, or someone yeah. knows where it is, and it's just I mean, hidden. I mean, also back in the day, though, I mean, they threw a lot of stuff out too. It could have gone trash too. Sadly, too. Yeah, that's what breaks my heart too. Yeah, I always yeah I've I've been thinking about that for a long time now. I've just never it, it, it I, I just wonder who did it. Like I believe that has to be a sketch by Mike. Wingo. Where we go? Yeah, Wingo. So that has to be his. 
that has to be his sketch. So that has to be somewhere, that kind of um, preliminary thing. Because I always thought they would do that for the uh, sketchboards. Like they, that surfer would be more rendered out on one of those sketchboard inserts that we were just pointing out. But it's not in that set either. So one of those surfer mysteries. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. But yeah. Who knows? So, Rick, did you go back um, like to the first, like to the late '90s sets with your sketch cards as well, or were they just? Did you like when you started collecting, say, ten years ago? Did you work backwards and get the earlier sets as well? There's some, there's, I've got some earliest uh, earliest stuff in there. Like so you've from got creators. So yeah, I mean, if yeah. I come across it and it's in my budget, I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that budget can be quite flexible depending on how much you want it. Yeah, De- definitely. What's funny thing is, Norrin hit me up the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact, you know, asking me, "Oh, what card did you want from my collection?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah. shit. I got to come up with money now. Where am I going to come up with money? What do I got to sell?" <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my first reaction. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I feel so. We were talking during collectors chat, which is another segue because Ian mentioned we we wanted to like just yes, let everybody know how that went. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking during collectors chat, and we we're we we're joking around, having a good time. And then Rick was like, "Well, you got." I said something. I was like, "You know, I try to give people. You know, if it's a surfer I don't want, or like a character I don't want, someone's looking for it. I, you know, I usually hit them up, and because I try to remember who wants what, you know, just to help people out. And then Rick immediately was like, "Oh yeah, well, I got there's a surfer I want in your collection, nor." <laughs> <laughs> and I was falling out. I was cracking up. And then I was talking to Kevin St. Jack, who I want to give a shout out to because he actually helped me get something, acquire something recently um, that I want to show you guys um, while we're on air because it's kind of cool. And um, he was talking to me about something. And I think he was there during the collector's chat, right? Isn't that right, Where Kevin was yes, there. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, the other both Kevins were there actually. Yes. And um, were they? Oh, this must have been after my brief twenty minutes that I was in there. Twenty yeah, seconds. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah. Kevin one and Kevin two were in there. <laughs> yeah, but I was uh, ready Kevin to go two. again after another minute. Uh, yeah. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm trying to find it. But yeah, so Kevin was hitting me up, and then he was. We said something to each other, which made me think about Rick, and I was like, "Oh shit, let me ask Rick," because I actually yeah. forgot which one it was. I'm telling you, that was my reaction. Oh, I gotta sell. What am I gonna I sell? What I, I gotta make a good offer. <laughs> I'm gonna so get funny. this. I'm gonna get this shit. Yeah, I'm very, What's... very much that way, man. If somebody, if I, if I can get it, I'm gonna, you know, I'll figure it out. Same. Yeah. I think once you lose a sketch card that you really want. I think once that happens to you, you're kind of like, nope, it's never happening again. Because that's kind of exactly what happened to me, too. I was just like, nope, I'm never passing up on something that I – if I want it, I'll get it and I'll figure it out later. Because it is the one-on-one factor. You know what I mean? If you don't pick it up then, it vanishes. Very rarely have I found sketch cards that – like there's this – it's it like I don't know how much Rick would be into it because it's very sketchy. But it's uh, Sarah Richard, Marvel Marvel – premiere 2012 and it has a surfer on it and it's really sketchy but i've always digged her style and i was like i like that I like to be her, my I, like I like her too i don't know what it is see same taste and i was like man i kind of i want to pick that up and i was they beat me by a set they must have had a sniper on it uh, or something and they yeah. just cleaned house and i was like son of a and i still it's been years now maybe three or four years nothing don't as many people as i know in the hobby it has never resurfaced for me ever 
And I'm just, it's weird because like in the group we have a, I would say, what do you think, Ian? We have a pretty good percentage of collectors from the hobby in the group. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'll say. Yeah. at least 80% of us know each other and are yes. in that group or in some way connected to each other, I think. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? So I don't know how this thing has gone. It just, it just vanished, but it does. Yeah. It does. So many private collectors, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty private to a certain extent. I mean, you guys know I got several hobbies. So, yeah. you know, just so happens I, I do share the sketch cards, but other stuff I don't, I don't really share. So what's the yeah. other stuff? Yeah. What's the other stuff, Rick? Well, I collect statues. I collect uh, prototype toys. I collect, uh, I do collect larger art, not necessarily comic arts, a little out of my budget, but if I'm around and, you know, I'll, I'll grab something if, if it appeals and, I, and it's, you know, something I can attain. Nice. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's so many levels to collecting. And I mean, that's what makes it all fun, you know, no matter yeah. what, 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 uh, what scale you're on, you know, whatever you're collecting is, is fun right. to you. My PlayStation yeah. One games are visible there. You, you know it's funny because I've been. I, you know it's funny because I, I. I was like, do I bring that up now? I'll ask him later. It's like well, <laughs> that's what I thought that was. Yeah. I thought that was the whole PlayStation. I thought, uh, and you got the PS One on the corner over there. Yes, uh, so PlayStation One below. Yes. So this, I've got a very long lead on this thing, but if I move out the way on the back wall there, behind me, you can just about see the top of my games wall. Uh, and I've got what have I got on there? I've got I've got all the PS One rental stuff, uh, which come in clamshells. Um, yes, yes. And then I've got uh, some Sega Mega Drive, which I've trimmed down. I used to have about two hundred and sixty Sega Mega Drive games. Um, I've kept about forty, and I've sold about half. I've got half to go. Um, this is fascinating listening for people. Um, I've got some Nintendo GameCube there. I've got. Um, PS2 and PS3 are here. Uh, around the other side, I've got Xbox One, as in the original Xbox, not Xbox One. You know, um. I'm still here with a grin on my face because, um, so I've been, you know, everybody's a collector all their life, most likely. So I used to get the Super Nintendo games. I used to keep yep. them in the plastic. I would slice it ever so carefully oh. just to take out the cartridge and let yep. everything mint inside. Yeah. So mint. then I, yeah. So then I, 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 I try, I. I don't know how many I had, over 50 easy, and I traded all that in for the PS1. So imagine if I had those games today, because, you, uh, you, you know, people paying hundreds and Super hundreds. Nintendo, yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super if Nintendo. I still had them, you know. But, yeah, uh, I used to take care of all that stuff, man. I, yeah, well, I, I do I've well. been gaming, too, though. I've been gaming since Atari, so I've been gaming. Well, I, I've got they're, – they're around the corner, so I can't get them at the moment. But I've got, you know, those um, – the small LED, not the LCD ones, the Game & Watch, but the LED ones, which uh, lit up. Um, so you used to be able to get, like, the mini arcade cabinets. Yes. So you had, um, you had yes. Pac-Man, you had Frogger, Galaxian, and I've got that one. And then there were different versions for different countries. So in the UK uh, side of things, I've got um, Firefox, I've got Astro Wars, I've got the original boxed versions of those. Fantastic. Um, no, you're, you're a hardcore collector. And well, yeah, the, those I've had for for a long time. I used to buy them in um in London. There were a couple of retro vintage shops um, that sadly aren't there anymore. Um, but they're they're the kind of place that used to get that thing in before that scene really took off with the advent of Facebook and social media. So I kind of got in on a lot of that stuff beforehand. But yeah, a lot of these retro games, I don't I don't get time to play it. I mean, you you know what it's like when you've got a little one. It's um, yeah. <laughs> your daddy doesn't get to play with his toys. 
very much. <laughs> this, is da- this, is daddy's, this is daddy's time right now. Destruction <laughs> um, yeah. Derby, Demolition Derby was a favourite of mine. It's Twisted Metal. Yeah, I've yeah, got Twisted maybe. Metal. I've got the. Uh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. To Sheeran. Have I got? What have I got here? What have I got here? See, most of them are on the back wall because they're they're um they're, I've got the rental versions of them because the rental versions of them came in plastic clamshells mm. in the UK and they are um they didn't usually have the manual and the disc right. a, a black disc with a uh, rental only written on it. Yes. Um, and that is kind of a sub scene of a scene, if you like. Um, so, and the, yeah, these are the regular ones that came in. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. You've all you've all got your Metal Gear Solid, of course. Oh, that looks so good too. That was, that was yes, indeed. Oh, brilliant, love that. So, so my yes. yeah, my next door neighbor, who who's you know like a brother to me, Angelo. He's like two years younger than me. He was telling me to play Silent Hill my whole life. He was like, oh. play Silent Hill. That's your game because I'm a super huge horror person and like psychological horror. I'm like you know, I love all that weird stuff. And he was like, you have to play it. You have to play it. You have to play it. And all my whole life was just you have to play. It, you have to play. It. And I just oh god, yes, that's the UK one too. That's a pretty yeah. rare hit. I have I have mine. I have one that's completely pristine. Um, as well but that's a great cover that's a great cover but yeah he was like get it get it get it well crazy thing happened so I was 20 21 I forget how old I was but I went out with a friend we got some dinner she was really a good friend of mine or whatever and um, then there was a GameStop and this was at the same time not kidding the same time they were getting rid of all their PS1 games oh remember that Basically, what happened was GameStop was like, we're not going to sell PS1 games anymore. This stuff is gone. They had a back shelf of everything. I mean, everything and cheap, 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 cheap. And I was like, you know what? Today it's happening. I spent an hour and a half. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I pulled down every game from that wall and reorganized it for them. They gave it to me cheaper because I reorganized the wall. Because I was yeah. looking, no, I'm serious. I spent an hour and a half. I was looking for this stupid Silent Hill game because I couldn't freaking, you know, eBay was expensive at the time and yeah, I didn't yeah, have yeah. money for it and they had such a good deal. I was like, I'll just spend time here and do this. I reorganized their whole wall and there it was. Oh. With manual, no creases, disc, no scratches. I mean, I still have it right here with me. It's in the closet. Um, but it's just perfect but i spent almost two hours in this GameStop, and they gave me a deal because they were just like forget it <laughs> just take the damn thing get the hell out of here <laughs> I, I remember when blockbuster was um was still a thing and they used to have um when vcr was still a thing in fact yes. um they used to do um star trek the next generation when it was released for you to buy was two episodes on a video cassette but the rental versions had four episodes Really? Yeah, you had four episodes on the on the cassette. Um, so I used to go for and collect the rental VHSs, UK UK version um, of Star Trek: Next Generation, and I had a fair chunk of them at one point. That's really cool. And they were lovely. They were just so satisfying because they had bigger cases. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, they were just they were just absolutely wonderful to go for. So yeah. So I wow. yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people do collect other things other than cards or sketches or, you know, whatever it may be. They're See, my dad brought home My dad brought home laser disc. Oh. I, I don't know if you guys remember that stuff. Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
But um, my dad would bring home Laserdisc, and that's something I've always been, like, wanting to collect and have, like, a wall of Laserdisc movies. Like, you have to flip them and all this other stuff, so it's not the best movie viewing experience, uh, even though it's pretty crisp. But, um, yeah, I've always wanted to collect movie Laserdisc. I always thought that would be kind of a sick way to get back into it, just because that's how I first started watching movies. Like, I saw Amadeus on that, The Exorcist, Jaws, Total Recall. Back in the oh, day yes. on Laserdisc. Yeah. So, yeah, that's funny. I'm, I'm very much a fan of um, obsolete uh, media like that. Yeah. Um, and it has to be physical media as well. Um, so yeah. I often um, – so, for example, do you remember – I mean, you not sure if you had it in the US, actually. VHS versus Betamax. Yeah, Betamax didn't hit over here, though. Yeah. That's right. Not, not so, as hard, yeah. So, no. so Betamax, Betamax lost that fight. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember when DVD came out? Uh, sorry, yeah. Blu-ray came out. It was Blu-ray or HD DVD. Yes. HD DVD. I have a whole shelf of HD DVD films over there. Um, and there's a whole period of time where they were coming out. We had current releases on them and you had some back catalog stuff and it's very much a time capsule <laughs> of, uh, of particular distributors and studios that did it because it was one set of studios had were supporting one format and another set of studios were supporting the other format and obviously um, Blu-ray won out um, and has gone from strength to strength. But I still wish I had my mini discs. Oh, disc. Yes. And, uh, and it's a really deep cut format for you. This is so non-Marvel cards. It's incredible. <laughs> People can skip this bit. Um, video CDs. So for some artists video that CDs. I collect from the late 80s when CDs started coming out, there were video CDs. So um, I have a really obscure was not was because I'm really into was not was. And I have a lot of their CD singles. And I have... Fantastic. I have a video CD of Was Not Was um, that I can't play on anything. I don't even think Laserdiscs could play them. It was such a like blink and you miss it format. Um, and I think I've got some Tears for Fear stuff on video CD as well. Fantastic. Like really old um, stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm not about to buy a machine that's probably going to be about the size of my head uh, no. to play them on because these machines weren't small, let's face it. Um, but the original Star Wars trilogy is the one of the most sought-after laser discs, I believe. Someone will correct me on this. But you could mm. get like a free film box set of the original trilogy on Laserdisc. Yes, you can. I actually closest. have it. You actually have that? Yeah, that, it's in Miami. That is one of the... The original theatrical releases. Well, no, even that is slightly tinkered with. But it's it doesn't have the, the CG edition. edition. Yeah. yeah, so it's before he did the special edition, but that's the thing. He couldn't leave it alone, could he? So even I that, hated that. Yeah, yeah hated there that. is. If you go to, and not that I'm suggesting people go to pirated media, but if they won't release it, then what choice do people have? Um, if you put the original, and here's a controversial thing, if you put the original into public domain, but then you as the creator decide to change it, however the original is so beloved in the public domain... Do you have the right to withhold that original version of your artistic vision in the public domain? I would point you towards Ridley Scott and Blade Runner and the five versions that exist of that, whereby you can buy a box set with all five versions in it. Mm. And you can you can choose and you can study and you can yeah. go through and experience it in slightly different ways. With Star Wars, I think a lot of that is a commercial decision. Have you got a dog, Rick? I do. 
What's it, what? A hit boy or girl? She's a girl. She's a mutt. <laughs> she's a she's mutt. A mutt. That's what I'm gonna say. She's a mutt. She's yeah. on the podcast. Uh, what's her name? Ruby. Ruby. Yes. Ruby's a great name. We, we, but people, if people who come on this podcast tend to have pets, so it's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so um, there is a, um, a Star Wars: The Despecialized Edition, which is a fan thing, and I have a feeling they've legally oh. tried to be taken down a few things. And it's a it's a bonkers website. You can go there, and it details all of the changes. Oh, nice. Between the different releases, and then it de- so basically some fans have put together from all these different places. A, they've reconstructed a digital version of the original theatrical release. Wow. But they've taken some stuff from Laserdisc, they've taken some stuff from Blu-ray, they've taken some stuff from the VHS. They've cut it together. Wow, and they've that's cut crazy. it together, cleaned it up, changed the pit, you know, put it put together a really, really clean HD quality version. But of wow. course, the, the, you know, it's very smoke and mirrors how you can actually download it. Okay, so I got something for you guys then, on, because then. just to bring just to bring this back, even though you know, oh that's awesome, um, so Rick will know about this as well. Yeah. So, Rick, Rick, Rick has we're we're not going to talk about too much because I don't want to out him, but he has an amazing collection of toys and historical pieces from characters, just outstanding pieces. Um, he's about to flip, but we were talking about dead mediums, right? Well, there was a series of action figures that came out with a CD-ROM, Marvel-related. Oh. And the CD-ROM actually had Stan Lee, like on the old animated TV shows, like Fantastic Four and X-Men. Remember Stan Lee would come on and talk or say something or some kind of like introduction or whatever? Huh. Well, he did a series of CD-ROMs. Okay. For the so toy no one releases. is holding up a Silver Surfer CD-ROM comics, Marvel CD-ROM comics. There's a logo I've never seen before. This is the first time they digitize the original comic books with Stan Lee narrating and someone doing a video of going through all of these comic books. Uh, and you would see them moving around. It was just – it's phenomenal. And on the screen when Stan Lee's talking, the, he's in a box, like you know, a, a window okay. box. It's called so it's picture boxing. in picture, yeah, yeah. Picture in picture, yeah, yeah. which is which is called window boxing. And around it is a graphic that looks like he's inside Galactus's ship. So you see all the numbers <laughs> and the gears and the gaskets. It's crazy. I'll try to screen grab some things, but to, also well, it did. You probably rip it. Yeah, I can rip it. I have ripped it, but I'll rip it and put it in the group. I'll put some screenshots up. Yeah, but, um, really we'll beautiful. Put it on cover. the podcast but page. Rick would know this. It came with an action figure. Yeah, that's what, um, that's what I'm waiting to see the figure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the figure, the figure. So you know what's here, coming. I do. It's not I next do, to I me. Do. It's not next that's, to me. I don't have it next to me. I'm sitting um, here grinning the whole time because, okay, I know, I know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah, the figure. I, I don't have. I have the figure. The I have the backing as well. But you know how the plastic comes off. The glue starts coming off eventually. Yeah, yeah. I've had it since I was a kid, so it's not in the best condition. <laughs> which I don't want to talk about because it just breaks my heart. But um, And then I also have this, since we're talking about video games, which is the Silver Surfer and the Nintendo game cartridge. Nice. I've never played it, but I, I, I have heard how horrible it is. 
it's so hard. It's so it's a, it's a fun game, but it's just ridiculously oh, it's impossible. Yeah. It's fun. It's just ridiculously impossible to play. <laughs> if you yeah, if you get yeah. past one level, you're sound a god. Yeah. You deserve to be worshipped. Um, but yes, so there you go. Talking about dead mediums and stuff, I just wanted to go ahead and share my two game things because we talked about them. Silent Hill and X-Men 2 Mutant Academy. Nice. Love this game. But yeah, so there you go. Just so you guys know. Very uh, nice. You want me to go get my copy of a one video game I got too? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I got? I got an obscure game. From from uh, from uh, PS One still sitting around here. It's called XCOM. I don't know if any of you guys ever played that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Ian might have. Got yeah. it. I know. That was a great game. That was a yeah, great yeah. game. Yes. I'm trying to remember it. I, I I've heard it before. So that's like a strategy role playing yeah. type game. Okay, I've definitely heard it. Yeah, yeah. Deal. yeah, it is. Oh, that's um, sick. So we very briefly, we'll, we'll very briefly talk on this, and then I want to do the artist intro, um, which is um, this week is interactive, but we'll come to that. Um, so um, we mentioned a, a chat. So basically, there was um, last Sunday one of the one of the guys in the group put a thing out saying, "Oh yeah, we're just going to set up a Zoom, and anyone can drop in at any point point in the day." Um, and um, I, um, when we finished recording last week, I popped in quickly because i usually only have a two two hour window for this and we'd already done the podcast so um and i popped in and there were loads of guys hanging out on screen and it was great and there's people i'd never seen before and you know who obviously names in the group um and um it when i I dialed in it was a bit of a sausage party i don't know if anyone else (laughs) joined who wasn't a fella but uh but yeah, it was a nice. Uh, it seemed like a nice, nice bunch of people um, collecting. But knowing you were in there for a lot longer than me, and it was kind of yeah. an extension of the trading card day thing that had been set up uh, a couple of months back. So, um, yeah. how long? We how long? Big... Did, how long did you roll for? Just hanging out and chatting. We. It was an all day thing, man. We just dropped in, dropped out, um, okay. but it was mostly just the morning. And you know, some of us got together in another group later just to chat or whatever. You know, private stuff. Nothing. Nothing. You know, um, just like one or two people but the first group basically was a free-for-all anybody could come in hang out chat and just drop in and talk and we had some really awesome people there and we were just talking cards really and it was because what happened for trade day which uh jose set up um you know his 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 brainchild was to have a day like once a month or every couple of months or whatever where it could be just trading right so that way you don't have to do email correspondence or try to meet up with people especially now within quarantine people have a lot of time in their home a lot of people going through their cards it's just one of those things where now we get to have this time where we can just like hey check it out show it on the screen send pictures if you don't know how to use a scanner you don't have a scanner or whatever the case may be you can just pop on this thing and you know share and it just became really fun to chat and hang out with everybody and and (laughs) you know just show each other collections it was basically what you're listening to now folks is a snippet of what we did for collectors chat talking about like how ian collects games rick does other other things as well as well as me and it was just a way to get some really cool insight into people we all kind of like and hang out with you know and cool. you know yeah it was really fun it Sounds was really fun. really fun actually yeah it was it was really awesome actually yeah good good all right so rick out of one two and three what's your favorite number three yes so rick can you see my screen no. 
Oh, I've just started sharing screen, so this is, this is, this is going so well. I see, my, I see myself in Norn. Oh, That's it. Okay. You, got, you got it. You're seeing it. Okay. Right. Oh, now I see what you're yeah. Folder, yeah? Yeah? Yes. Okay, so you can see that I've got three folders there. So one, yeah. two, three. Um, so in the spirit of who wants to be a millionaire, is three your final answer? Three is my final answer. Marvellous. Okay. So listeners will have already heard this. <laughs> Of course, because it's at the start of the episode. Um, I'm quite excited by this. Me too. You ready? You ready? You ready? You're listening, Rick. I'm listening. If you can hear this, you're in the right place. I'm Warren Martinick, and this is the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. So, awesome. <laughs> hey, there Amazing. it is. So this week, uh, absolutely thrilled, and that was complete. That was complete fluke. I did actually take and rename three of the audio files and put them into separate folders. There's number one, <laughs> which is literally called one. There's number two, and the file is literally called two. There's number three, but uh, uh, annoyingly, three is the one you selected. And as soon as you go in, it's got title <laughs> Martinek intro, which kind of spoils things. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Um, so. I figured let's go let's well listen Warren Martinek uh for those who don't know who Warren Martinek is um uh, Warren is a beast of an artist um mm-hmm. I've just got I've just gone to his Instagram and realized that there's actually nothing there because I don't think he uses it so his website is the main thing um so let me just let me just find his email uh Warren was um I I hadn't realized this actually but he was um, hadn't realised quite how much he was a part of the um, uh, Rittenhouse um, era. Um, obviously, we, we talked on the History of Sketch Cards Part 2 episode about how many sketches Warren had done for the various Rittenhouse sets. I hadn't realised that, that Chris Mixer had told us that I believe he was he was also uh, art director or certainly involved in that side of things. On yes, the 100%. Um, but he he did an awful lot of work for the Rittenhouse sets. Um, I'm sure you've probably got some of them. I would have thought. Um, yeah, I think Rick. Rick, Rick has Rick has pieces. I definitely him, do. Right? I got a, I got a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Warren's one of my favorites for sure. I think he yeah. he's definitely in my top ten. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, a beast. He's, I mean, and what was great about just legendary 100% what was great about him is that he kept upping the game right every new piece he did had such presence and like a scene to it and it was it was either after somebody or it was his own work or it was just he really knew the characters and I think that was was so special about his sketch cards is that you knew he knew the history where the character was coming from you knew the scene he was talking about or the expression on the character's face like you just you just knew it. And storytelling. It was, storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah. All the way. One hundred percent storytelling. So yeah. he um he his website is absolutely incredible, but he's got a really good <laughs> So I'm just <laughs> laughing because I've just gone onto his Facebook page and the header is lots and lots of um um artists it was what are they copy are they coptic copic markers yeah and there's a whole range of different colors there and in front of it is um you know um <laughs> you know diet coke did those those labels with people's names on yes one of them on there with with warren on it so uh, it's fantastic <laughs> um so he there's an awful lot of great stuff at his um facebook page including um over the last week and i was sharing this into the group actually over the last week he was doing a women of marvel series where every day he'd post 
some of the cards he'd done for for the Women of Marvel set back in 2008, I want to say. Um, and um, he, if, for example, for the last day of it, he posted Emma Frost, and he couldn't decide which one to do, so he's, he's put three of them up. Um, I guess the first thing I'd say about Warren is that his signature is as recognisable as Todd McFarlane's. Easily. Yeah, yeah. If you've 100%. got a Warren Martinet card, you will you will absolutely know it's by him. There's no yeah. there's no you know there's no question about earlier on when I was holding up that sketch and not being able to tell you know who the artist was from it. Um, Warren Martinet's work is as well as being outstanding quality and different styles as well. I mean, look at the three different styles 100%. He's, he's engaged in terms of how he's drawn the card. Just looking at those Emma Frost. Excuse me, sorry. Um, looking at those, uh, that, that's the thing. Warren, your work is so good, it's given me a slight bit of gas as I'm talking about it. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping you don't find that insulting because it's not intended to be. Um, he, uh, yeah, it's just astonishing and, and prolific as well. Um, yes. I think he I did mean, he's done in the range so of 4,500 on some sets. Crazy, crazy amount of pieces. Well, he's done archive achievement sets. He's done comic book recreations. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about him, other than storytelling, which Rick Rick nailed it, I think his anatomy is always on point. Absolutely. Right? Like, I, I never see a flaw with his cards. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. see any mishaps. I see a lot of attention to detail. Yeah. And just the right amount of, like detail too he doesn't crowd the card at all you look at the card and you're like ah i i, I you know you get an emotional thing immediately yeah absolutely impressive they're just absolutely stunning cards i mean there's no i i have one and i'm looking through my my um uh, collection for it now because it's it, it's escaping me um yeah but um i think i only have the one um because a lot of his cards were um, certainly on some of the sets that I went in for, they were kind of on the, um, uh, how, how do you phrase it? They were on the kind of achievement level. So you'd yes. have to, uh, you know, you'd, it'd be a dealer's incentive or you'd have to buy uh, a certain number of cases. Um, here we go. It's leapt out. That's why it's it's here. Um, so I do have, from Marvel Bronze Age, a black cat. Can you see that okay? Because I can't see my camera at the moment. No, you're a little too small. Here, stop no. sharing your screen. Stop sharing my screen. Well, there we go. Let's stop sharing my screen. There's always the answer. Stop sharing. I, but stop I like sharing. to share. I like. Well, you to share in a moment. <laughs> there it is. So I mean, just look at that anything. look, man. Just look at that scene and everything. Um, and this is why you know, not to take anything away from from Warren at all by making this comparison, is that. Warren's work, along with Tony Perna, is kind of, you know, it's, it's just quality, quality work across the sketch card medium uh, from every set that I've seen it in. If there was a four fathers of or, or you know, four women, four men, you know, the, 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 the head honchos of sketch cards and their legacy and how they've evolved over the over the years. Yeah. Warren is one of those figures. One hundred percent. I don't think anybody would argue that Warren is really responsible for where sketch cards have gone. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Just absolutely stunning stuff. I'm going to share my screen again because quite frankly, yeah, uh, I need I need other eyeballs on this because um, it's it's gorgeous. Um, let me go back to his. So this woman of Marvel 
the run that he did. Oh, that's his. Uh, is that Spider Woman? I think that's Scream. Is it Scream? Yeah, Scream there we yeah. go. There right? we go. I, yeah. c- I couldn't figure it out. I was looking at things. Is that Spider Woman or is it Venom? And of course, it's Scream. Yeah, it's like. Um, it, it's just brilliant. Um, Satana. Um, that, that's very much on your spectrum, knowing because it's a bit. Yeah, hundred percent. If I found that card, I'd pay good money for it. Yeah, you know what? We should <laughs> we should put a pin in that for the next Halloween episode. I yes, please. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna have to get that picture to save it. That's Mantis. Uh, yeah, that Mantis. Cool. And this is going back. This is Women of Marvel. This is 2008. So you know. Yeah. There's there's a good breadth of characters, not just the. Oh, look at that Sue Storm, so cool. the Invisible Woman. Um, so cool. You can barely see it. Pardon the pun. Um, yeah. Madeline Pryor. Goblin Queen, right? Goblin Is that Queen. the same? Yeah. I see some. Mm-hmm. A lot of these would go would go perfectly on the Halloween episode. Look at this. Mm, you so see, delicious. and that was the other and thing. You wouldn't about... get away with this now with a lot of the guidelines as well. And also, I think yeah, and his sketches were really fun. Before the guidelines yes. got a little tighter, there was a lot of fun things. That Spider Man. How sick is that? Yeah. Yeah. Rick, would you grab that? It's sick. I wouldn't buy it, but it's sick. (laughs) Sick. I love it. Format. That is a sketch card, but he's just blacked it out to make it look like it's for. yeah, look through the Punisher's scope. Yeah, that's a fantastic. Oh, sure. But see, fantastic. that's what I mean too. That that's obviously a callback to the famous cover between yeah. Spider-Man and Punisher, but it's just a different take on it, and it's yeah. it's. But so it's, much funny head on that. You know the funny yes. head doing that because that's just a blast right there. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Makes it Spider-Man one twenty nine first Punisher. Oh, it is. Yes, okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That well, that's the kind of through the scope part of it. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. As it's just astonishing work. Uh, of course, he does. You know, he does work in um, other other mediums as well. I'm just looking at other licenses. Um, guys, you can find this. Uh, the art of Warren Martinek on Facebook is the page that he suggested. I I, I steer um, everyone to. Although I know uh, Warren's website is also um, pretty much an essential place to be. Um, I think Kevin 100%. mentioned that a lot of um, sketch cards that he's done. He's actually retained copies of that are on his website, um, yeah. which I did no prep whatsoever because I didn't know exactly which <laughs> number you were going to choose there, um, Rick. So, <laughs> um, so we didn't know Warren was going to be on, on this episode. Um, Warren will make a return appearance to this podcast. Um, I can guarantee you that. Um, um, and he's got some APs. He's just, um, yeah, he's got some APs there. He's, uh, I, mean, he, I saw a message this morning saying that he's he's been really behind on commissions, apologising, um, and will be able to shortly open up some more commissions. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. So warrenmartinek.com. We'll pop a link on the tasting notes. Warren, thank you uh, for jumping on and doing that intro for us. Um, he even went away and got a, got a, got a little photo Um for us as well um, to use, which I thought was really nice. Um, and I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is an exclusive picture that he did just for us. Let me open this up so that we can see it. There he is. There's your boy. That's awesome. Isn't that good? Hey, he, hey, full circle. He has a Return of the Jedi original poster behind him. He does. He does. See, it was always on point. 
We didn't. Yep. We didn't shift gears, people. No, we didn't. We didn't. It's not like we planned this, isn't it? Rick's, Rick's, <laughs> Rick's nodding. I'll send you a check. Um, Rick, um, thank you for joining us. Have you enjoyed your morning so far? Definitely have. Yeah, you Great. need to go and you need to go and rescue your wife and cuddle your daughter. I think. Oh no, I'm going to stay in here. <laughs> You're going to hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The toilet's good for that. Um, and uh, so, thank you, brother, for for jumping on. Thanks for having me. It's a blast. Great. No, great thank you. I, yeah. You know, I I've said this to you on text, but I'm just going to say on the podcast as well. You contribute so much to the group. You're such a great member of the community. I love you sharing your cards. Nice. I, I, yeah, you're just such a positive part of the hobby. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone, everyone has on a whole that I've I've met through the hobby, and I, I've encountered. I mean, it's just everybody's been great. Yeah, I, I, I can't say I've met I met of. Uh, a collector I didn't really like, you know. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. You know, yeah. except except for you listening over there, you know who you are. Yeah. But everyone else is fine. <laughs> that that person. Yeah, that well, that guy. That's one thing Rick could you know calm yeah. down a bit. He could stop collecting surfers. I just think it's a little too much, Rick. <laughs> I think you should walk away a little bit. You know, what I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, with that with that new one I shared with you, you might be right though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that thing is phenomenal, man. I mean I, I'm I'm sorry not everyone can see it, man, but it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It really well, is. Well, tasting notes, tasting notes. That's all going to go for on sure. there. That's all going to go on there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll say this. But, you know, for anyone listening who's like, oh, how do I view the visuals? I, I say this every week, but just 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 so that you know, we we've done some video episodes. We don't do them as as, as a rule of thumb because they actually take quite a lot of time to do, and sometimes, you know, it's not always appropriate um, if it's just us or if it's if it's if it's just us. Actually, we don't care. We just have to make sure we're wearing clothes when we do the podcast. Um, because you'd be amazed how many of these we do naked. Um, but um, the uh, I've lost my own train of thought from being how silly. How dare you, sir? That's being that's be, that's me being silly. It's my own fault. Um, we um, we we do put tasting notes on the Facebook page for the podcast. So if you do, the, the simplest way to find us is just to Google at the MCC Pod, and you will either find our Instagram, you'll either find our Twitter, or you'll find our Facebook page, and um, Either of those will link you to our Facebook page, and it's there that we post a post for each episode, which it has a description of the episode. It has a link to any of the links we talk about, and it has pictures of everything we talk about. And we usually make sure we put them in order that we talk about them on the episode. So you can kind of, you know, scroll along. Um, It might not be um, uh, the best way to do it if you're out maybe jogging and listening to us um, or, or something like that, but... Who cares? I almost literally almost fell into a hole yesterday while I was walking along replying to someone who sent the podcast a message via our Facebook page. So that's how much we care about you people. Great. Did that comedy now we need a warning a... label for our show, Ian. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I almost did that comedy fall into a construction hole on the pavement or sidewalk, as you guys call it. <laughs> it was a deep hole as well. I literally, I was like at one pace away from going in it. I just stopped myself and I hadn't been drinking. Get off your phone, man, when you walk. Okay, it's uh, dangerous. Phone zombie. Phone You're going to get yeah. ticketed. Um, <laughs> I'll get something. Wheel clamp, probably. Anyway, Rick, <laughs> um, it, it, stay on because we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up and then we'll, we'll, we'll say goodbye properly. Um, but it's been an absolute blast. Rick, you, you've listened to us before, haven't you? Of course. Of course. You know how we sign off our podcast, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> See, it's not only me who just remember. Why, why, why yeah. would you put me on the spot like this? That's, messed up, <laughs> That's a cruel, cruel thing to do, man. It is a cruel thing to do. It is a cruel thing to do. Norin, tell him. All right, here we go. Happy collecting, everybody. Oh my goodness, me! It's enjoy collecting. Oh my goodness, me! I just, I just have to mess with you in. I can't help. You know what? You know what? Enjoy collecting, everybody. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. You can subscribe via our home on Anchor.fm forward slash MCCP. Leave us a message via that link with questions, comments, or just to say hi, and we may even play on the show. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Our podcast is at the MCC Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find links on our Facebook page to the two groups MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. On Instagram, find us at MM Collectors and at Sketch Card Hive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time, and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel, and enjoy collecting.